I'm Jordan Lewis, and here is your local news. Madam Mayor Beth Weldon joined Action Line on Friday to talk about today's assembly meeting. First of all, we have a lands meeting, lands, housing, and economic development meeting at 5 p.m., and the only thing they're going to talk about hazard maps. I should say the only thing. That's a big, huge topic. I don't know if it'll make it out of committee then or not, because um, we have lots of emails coming in of folks talking about hazard maps. So they'll be doing that. And then at 6 o'clock, we'll start our meeting with a special assembly meeting, and this is going to be a public hearing on appropriation of $50,000 for information advocacy on the new city hall. Mayor Weldon gives more insight into the 6 p.m. meeting about the potential new city hall. I think the main goal is to, A, remind everybody what the process it's been um, to come up with our site and our building. I mean, we hear lots of time, well, have you considered other buildings? Yes, we have indeed several, several buildings. In fact, we've even had specialists look at buildings to see if they've worked. None of the ones that are available right now have worked. And then the other reason is we didn't do a really good job of showing our true need for another space. Not only are we only housing about of our third of our employees, and this is just the main city. This isn't counting um, the school district, of course, and the hospital. Mayor Weldon also spoke on the city considering registration for short-term rentals. It's not against anybody that's already in compliance. It's actually to equal or make it a fair playing field. There are some people we know are operating without probably even a business license, then they're not paying tax, and that's not fair to those that are following the rules. So we got a lot of feedback on this one at the um, assembly meeting, so it did actually come back to committee, and a few of the things that people touched on was it's supposed to be renewed annually and they said perhaps you know maybe not annually because it is work on their side also but maybe you know every three years I don't know if we can go as high as five years but maybe every three years or something like that or at least every other year. She gives another reason for considering registration. You know, people are saying, well, why are we even doing this? And, you know, we're not making any bones about the fact that we have a housing crisis in Juneau. And if you have an apartment building that's all short-term rentals, it definitely um, cuts down on your long-term rentals, which is your housing. Um, But listening to some people, maybe there's a reason why they don't want to rent long-term. So this is just one piece of a multifaceted puzzle. She adds short-term rentals are needed for independent travelers who typically spend more money in town than a cruise ship passenger. You can listen to the full action line and view links to the assembly meetings on our website, KINYradio.com. U.S. Senator Dan Sullivan on Thursday attempted to address the continued import of Russian seafood into the U.S., despite there being a prohibition in place. He attempted to expedite passage of his recently introduced U.S.-Russian Federation Seafood Reciprocity Act of 2023. The legislation aims to close a loophole that is allowing Russian-origin seafood that has been reprocessed in other countries to be imported into the U.S. At the same time, American fishermen receive no access to the Russian market. His bill was blocked by U.S. Senator Ed Marquis of Massachusetts. You know, I often brag about the great state of Alaska as the superpower of seafood. Over 60% of all seafood harvested in America comes from Alaska's waters. We have the most sustainable fisheries, best managed fisheries literally in the world, feeds Americans, feeds the whole world. And so this bill is about that, certainly, but it's about all fishermen, including in Massachusetts. And I guess my colleague from Massachusetts is going to come and object, which is a real disappointment. But this bill is also very much, Mr. President, about geopolitics and going after the Russians, which is all what we think collectively we should be doing after their brutal invasion of Ukraine. 
And the Hokulea arrived in Cake on Saturday at 3.15 p.m. and was welcomed by the village with song, dance, and cultural protocol, followed by a dinner hosted by tribal leaders, the mayor of Cake, and the community. The crew sailed more than five hours from their last stop at Angoon and reported that they were blessed with clear skies and beautiful weather. They were guided by two local fishing experts familiar with the area's waters and were greeted by Cake's search and rescue vehicle. On Saturday, the crew was scheduled to have a full day of cultural and educational exchanges with the Cake community and were expected to depart for Petersburg on Sunday, weather permitting. Coming up next on News of the North, the Glacier Swim Club celebrated its 50th anniversary on Saturday at the Diamond Park Aquatic Center. Friday night at about 8.05 p.m., the Juno Police Department officers attempted to serve arrest warrants. And Saturday marked one year since the Supreme Court overturned federal abortion protections. Those stories next on News of the North. Welcome back to News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. The Glacier Swim Club celebrated its 50th anniversary on Saturday at the Diamond Park Aquatic Center with swim rallies, prizes, and free food from Devil's Hideaway. Scott Griffith, head coach of Glacier Swim Club, spoke to News of the North. It's pretty special. I've been here since 2004 and, you know, GSE, I think, has been a big part of the community and the community has been a huge supporter of GSE. So it's nice we can celebrate being strong for 50 years. While Griffith says it would be nice to have more kids to find out about JSC through the event, this was the true goal of their celebration. I mean, it's always good to have exposure and let people know we're here when we have tryouts every month and we're always taking new swimmers. But this was more of just kind of a give back and just to say, Juno, thank you for supporting the club for so long. Josiah Lowesby is coach for Juno Swim Club and the coach for the Thunder Mountain High School swim dive team. Well, I actually started swimming for the Glacier Swim Club myself when I was 12 and then, you know, went up through high school swimming with them and then came back to to coach with them as well and occasionally swim on the side here and there too with the master's program too. So it's been a lot of fun. He says the most enjoyable part of coaching is to help someone work on themselves as a whole and helping someone become the best they can be. Lowesby encourages people to learn how to swim. Even if you don't want to competitively swim, I encourage you to come out to the pool, learn how to swim. Super important to be safe in and around water, especially here living in Juneau, Alaska. Seth Casey, Diamond Park Aquatic Center supervisor, shares his experience with JSC. JSC, I mean, it's a big, big, huge part of my life. Met a lot of my friends on JSC. That's where, uh, yeah, lifelong friends. Now Casey himself is a coach for the swim club. Savannah Kissling shares a parent's point of view. He has found a place where he has incredible friendships and he has pushed physically. His confidence increased, um, I'm sure, because it's really hard work swimming competitively. The more time you spend in the water, the faster you get. And those are the lessons. Those are good lessons to learn no matter what you're doing in the water, at school, learning anything. The more, more you practice, the better you get. So. Friday night at about 8.05 p.m., the Juneau Police Department officers attempted to serve an arrest warrant. Jazz Garrett has this story. The arrest warrants were for 60-year-old Anthony Christopher Perry in the downtown area. Perry did not comply with the officers when they told him he was under arrest, and he attempted to run from the area, according to JPD's Facebook post. At one point, Perry pulled out a flare gun and fired it at the officers, but nobody was hit. Following a foot pursuit, Officers were able to make contact with Perry and used a taser to restrain him. Perry was placed under arrest on the following arrest warrants. 
$10,000 misdemeanor warrant for violating conditions of release on the original charges of theft in the first degree and burglary, $500 misdemeanor warrant for violating conditions of release on the original charges of resisting arrest, and three counts of assault in the fourth degree. During the altercation, no officers were injured. Perry sustained minor injuries and was taken to the hospital for evaluation. He was later taken to the Lemon Creek Correctional Center on the two arrest warrants, as well as the additional charges of assault and resisting arrest. And Saturday marked one year since overturned federal abortion protections. Abortion in Alaska is legal at all stages of pregnancy as long as a licensed physician performs the procedure. On Saturday, Women's March Days of Action took place across the country. Kylie Simpson organized a march in downtown Juneau. We know that the legislature is not in session, but we are here today in solidarity with the Women's March in D.C. and nationwide. She shares why she organized the march unrevocable, unalienable rights. The resistance is here. The present is female. Our body, our choice. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jordan Lewis for News of the North.